Real Bad is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. If you want to explore more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head over to cageclub.me and check out some of our friends. Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Bad, the podcast where we talk about real bad movies and why they want to hurt us. I'm your host, Nick Jenkins, and today I'm joined by three friends, I hope, uh, who struggled <laughs> with a movie. With, yeah, for now. <laughs> for right now. Um, and uh, first, of course, Tobin Addington. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. Nicole Sweeney. Hello. And Matthew Gatos. Hi. And uh, we all struggled through Highlander yes. 3. Indeed. Or Highlander 3, The Sorcerer, or Highlander 3, The Final Conflict, or Highlander, The Final Dimension. But not actually the final anything. <laughs> no, it wasn't the final anything. No. I guess you could say it was the final of, this is the final movie of the original movie Series. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were just going to end after movie. The, yeah, the final movie <laughs> this was the original movie. This was the last the movie <laughs> that was Movies ever made. Movies were canceled. Yeah. <laughs> we peaked, guys. Yeah. It won't get better than oh, this. No, I was going to say, no, we, they, did, they did this and they were like, all right, no we, more, we're, no we're more. calling it. <laughs> <That is laughs> a, Movies were a mistake. Movies were a bad idea. I wish that's how things worked, but it seems to work the opposite. Yeah. They yeah. seem to get to a point where it was like, oh, we've made a really good one and then they never make another yeah. thing. But instead, here it's like, well, that was bad let's try again right yeah, yeah that's yeah. like that's the high the, the story of the highland movie. this is it's the story like, of highland yeah. here's some more you know let's just take some more money uh let's do it again uh there's your plot dump that's the that's your plot dump. that's <laughs> all you, you need go. to know yep. it's highlander again <laughs> again the franchise that is literally immortal is, yeah it can't die they're gonna <laughs> do it they're trying to keep trying to do a new one with bradley cooper As no a, uh, no <laughs> As I said to Nicole the other day, there should have only been one. Yes. Yeah. Like, yep. That's how every one of these movies feels. I wrote down several of the, like, there can only be one type lines, too, because I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> you keep telling me that, but yet you keep finding more. It's like the movie's trying to be meta, but it's not smart enough to actually be meta. Oh, right. I know. If it's trying, it is not yeah, doing it yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think any any meta, like, it, that's accidental. That's not. <laughs> oh, that's my point. Yeah, that, right, that is right, exactly right. my point. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, <laughs> this movie was directed by. We uh, all loved it. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell. Yeah, despite um, what we were just saying. <laughs> can we go? Yes, we're done. And thank you for listening. My real good is Highlander 3. <laughs> This was directed by Andy Morahan, who uh, was a director for a lot of the most famous Guns N' Roses music videos through the 90s. So November Rain, uh, Don't Cry, uh, they're really big one with a dolphin that I can never remember. <laughs> but like, I, it's, it's strange, I think. Um, sure. And uh, like November Rain's a great music video, and so is Don't Cry. Agreed. And they're both beautiful videos. And the, I'm understanding a lot more about this movie now. Right? Mm. That I like. Mm. It was made by a guy who directs like rock music videos. But so were the first two. I mean, it still makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, uh, that they they brought him on board to do this one. Christopher Lambert is back, baby. Um, <laughs> and uh, we tried to keep him away, <laughs> but he <laughs> said, "No, it's just, my contract." He just showed up one day. <laughs> and there he, he was. Said, yeah. No, I am here uh, to act. Maybe. Um, but before we get too deep into this, we need to do a sixty-second plot dump. And I think the last one was Tobin. It was. So this one's going to be Nicole. Wow, the daggers. Wow, the, the daggers I just yeah. got thrown at me. Yeah, I had to do one already. Oh, did you? Did you do Highlander 1? I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I'll do it. I'm not capable of keeping track of I these also things. I am not. So, 
I, yeah. It's fine. I, I don't know if I did one or not either. So <laughs> I want Tobin to do five. Oh. Oh. All right. Well, I guess I'm because, doing four then. Yeah, Fair warning. Not, get ready. <laughs> we know. We've got it planned out yeah, now. There yeah. it is. Nicole, yeah. I also feel like this is the easiest one, and I don't even need a timer. <laughs> Just go. Okay, so there's a guy named Cain who's feeding on the souls of all the other immortals. Yes. And that's it. <laughs> I think the plot dump for this is, have you seen yeah, Highlander? It's the other one. Yeah. yeah. This guy, he, we think he's dead, but actually he's not. And now he emerges. Whatever, again in New again. York. Again, there's like a really smart lady. Uh, Who's really into the past stuff. And again, yeah. she has sex with him not too long after meeting no, she, him. Well, and... it's she She learns that he's immortal. Like the... like. Highlander, yes. Yes. you're oh, immortal. Yeah. Let's bone is like the Highlander. <laughs> yes. Yes. It is. Yes. The yes. yes. Story. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting yes. because there's an interesting twist on that in four, which I'm looking forward Can't to. Can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Anyway. Love it. Thrilled. Um, but yes, that but is. Yeah, it is Highlander. It's it, this is. I didn't know it at the time, but this is my first experience. Was my first experience with something that would I would consider a soft reboot. Mm-hmm. So this is common now, right? We have Star Trek, which had a soft reboot with uh, the Chris Pine stuff. We had The Force Awakens, which is just, even though it's still numbered, it's a soft reboot. It's a retelling of the the original story. It, and It's something that's like an extension of the original. Right. Like they're acknowledging that in some way the original does exist still. We're not yeah. completely erasing it, but we are making it new. Yes. Like I think Star, Star Wars is much more of a sequel while being a soft reboot. Agreed. But like Star Trek... It was like different timelines. Yep. <laughs> there, you get to keep your Kirk, and we got a new Kirk, and everyone's happy. Right, Except right. no one's we happy. Can, no you one. can reset some rules. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't think the makers of Highlander 3 thought that deeply about it. I don't think I, they. I don't believe they thought that deeply about literally any choice <laughs> that they made. No. I, do, I did read something about the director saying that he doesn't see this as a sequel, he sees it as like equal with the first film so he just sees it as like also a first film which doesn't exist that's not a thing i was gonna say i read that Um, too and i don't understand what he means i I don't think it means anything i think he at the time maybe was taking sequel to mean inherently bad Mm -hmm. um maybe when sequels weren't as in vogue as they are now Well, i mean but isn't like that's a thing that like comic books do like there's a new and it's like here's the character but like everything that's gone before is is you know essentially around right. like we're you know doing a new thing mm-hmm. yeah it's so like that like is that what he meant is that his logic but if that is his logic then this doesn't do that with the first movie <laughs> right. that's true that's <laughs> it, yeah. this yeah. doesn't erase yeah. the first that's, movie right. if anything it does like <laughs> army of darkness did where like when we talked about that it like has a quick recap at the beginning to tell you like get you up to speed mm-hmm. and then switches tone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this leans very heavily on things that happen in the first movie like right. Ramirez is mentioned uh, Connor McLeod's life no, I'm sorry is- I'm sorry Rami Rez is mentioned. Is that the way they say it? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, uh, is, I'm not sure which way I'm pronouncing it The correctly. Sorcerer Nakano says, ah, yes, Rami Rez. <laughs> Sorry I pronounced oh. the Scottish, Spanish, Egyptian <laughs> guy's know. name wrong. <laughs> um, but it's, is that, like, they lean so heavily on the first one that to yeah. say that it's, like, yeah, like, not a sequel is just a cop-out, I yeah, think. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yes. And, I, and, I completely and agree with that. And inaccurate and illogical, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's it's bizarre to me. I think there are two things to talk about with this film. Really, there's there's the filmmaking itself. I've got twenty. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, there's there's the filmmaking itself, and then there's the the sort of story within Highlander. That's the goofiness of like them trying to 
trying to write and make this thing a sequel while also eradicating one sequel they've already made. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like, uh-huh. Uh, so I think there are two two discussions there. Um, I'd like to start with just the filmmaking side of things. Uh, this is a kind of a weirdly profoundly ugly film. Like it doesn't <laughs> look good. No. Well, especially when you think about like it came out after Jurassic Park. Yeah. Like <laughs> this was ninety five. Yeah. Like. Anytime yeah. I was slightly impressed by the special effects, because I will say some of the effects in this movie look better than the first two Highlander films. Sure. Like by far. Mm-hmm. And there's some things where I'm like, oh, all right, good job. Mm-hmm. And then I remember that this didn't come out in 88. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> right. These are good effects for like the late 80s, not the mid 90s. Like these look very cheap. Yeah. In context. Well, and so this was a 34 million dollar movie um, that came out in 95. <laughs> I could hear Nicole's eyes roll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably probably caught that on the mic. Yeah. Um, it only made uh, fifteen at the box office, so it didn't do it didn't do well. So no. let's make a fourth. Uh, <laughs> let's take that difference of money we look, lost look, and make another gonna, movie. If you're gonna keep making me watch these Highlander movies, I am gonna keep making the same point over and over again, which is how furious I am yes. that they kept giving these assholes money. Yep. Every uh, like yeah. telling me the millions of dollars <laughs> that were thrown at this terrible fucking idea. <laughs> I just well, anyway. especially when you get to hear like about movies all the time that they're like, oh, they decided not to make a sequel to that great movie uh-huh. because they just weren't sure it would do well. And it's like, this is a movie where it routinely like did not do well. It and they were just like, clearly well, bad. One did more time. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's this frustration I have that Atomic Blonde 2 may not happen. See? Th- this is the thing. Mm. A movie that performed, I think it made its money back mm-hmm. and is an incredible movie. <laughs> And they're like, ah, it wasn't a big enough hit. Right, right, and it's right. just like, whoop, whoop Highlander 3. <laughs> well, and also, uh, watched this movie last night. And uh, <laughs> my my girlfriend, Devin, said, oh, so that's it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and she assumed that this was a Highlander trilogy. Sweet summer child. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, no. And she's like, there's another one? And I was like, yeah, and <laughs> there's another one after that. <laughs> and there's a whole fucking TV show in between. Yeah. yeah. As, as she told me to tell you, Nick, uh, the effects of your choices are far reaching. Um, oh, yeah. And what you have done Real to world us. implications. <laughs> there are. Yeah. I really hurt people. And I apologize for that. But uh, I will say, I told Nicole this, I feel like I am becoming numb to the Highlander badness. Yeah. Okay, because okay, this movie this is, is bad in the same way the first two are bad, especially like the first one, because it does a lot of the things the same way. But I feel like the mistakes it makes are the same mistakes they made before. The story structure is very similar to the first one. And so none of it is surprisingly bad to me. This is also not like profoundly offensive in the ways that the first two movies are. Like that to me yeah. is, is like there is mm-hmm. one particular note on which I feel that this movie is like definitely better and like made me less angry. I mean, I'm going into it angry. Sure. Like I'm not like I'm not primed to like this in any way. I have this so, vision of so you sitting that. down to watch this with one eyebrow cocked. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't do that, but like in my head, <laughs> totally am. But like that that aside. This did not make me as like just like deeply furious and offended as the first two movies did. It mm-hmm. was just like this is not good and 
Yeah. Okay, Tobin. Yeah, I echo all of these comments. It it was it's tedious. It's stupid. It they make very lazy choices. They make a, I think a couple of better choices, but that's only in comparison to where we've been. <laughs> right. Right. Like yeah. not good, but better than in a few places if than the ones that have just been, been eating dog shit. <laughs> yes. Yes. When somebody offers you some grass, right. The grass I, I, is going to right. be better. Right. It's still not good, and you're not going to digest it, right. but <laughs> it's not dog shit. Right. It's going to go down a little easier, and you're going to think you've had a meal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We've watched a movie. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, it's interesting to me, because like, I think the sword fighting in here is a little bit better. A little bit. There's some fucking ridiculous trampolines? What the hell? Oh, there's <laughs> yeah. trampolines plus, like, tightrope yeah. swinging. Yeah, yeah, That is very reminiscent of the, like, flying scene in Highlander yeah. 2, where they thought of a cool stunt idea, and they were like, cool, do that for 20 seconds before anything right. happens. Yep. And they just swung back and forth and back and forth and it never escalated the drama of the scene they just did the same thing a bunch of times <laughs> yes and then yeah they're swing 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 clang swing swing yeah. swing clang swing 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 <laughs> fall yeah, yeah and these uh i think we'll get to this more and more but like one of my biggest issues with this movie is something that a lot of movies do where the heroes forget how powerful they are and the villains as well i mean but like this villain has like oh yeah Thanos level powers right. yeah. and yep. uses them when it's least convenient right yeah, right. yeah. couple things first I really enjoyed Infinity War a lot <laughs> and I feel like his powers were fairly clearly defined in that movie fairly yeah there were a couple things like well what can you do with the Reality Stone that's what I, that's but, specifically related to this movie I feel like that is the most tied I don't want to spoil too much of Infinity War for anyone who's no yeah listening w- but there are things in the movie where Thanos well, can mess with reality so in this <laughs> movie Kane our main villain Mario Van Peebles who is I think again <laughs> perfectly yes. serviceable yep. and hammy and you know kind of cool looking right you yeah. know? Much, I think more interesting than the villains we've had in the last I, two I as far agree. as his performance mm-hmm. yeah. goes uh, he's Be- not just like a crusher from the past who appears and wants to kill everything like he has a little bit more personality well and I, I, this was the thing about Highlander too that we talked about General Katana's plan made no sense at all like right. why, why just let him die what are you doing and then I remember this was, very little yeah Highlander I know too. that's okay <laughs> those of you Highlander diehards know what I'm talking about yeah um, but Kane makes sense okay he's gonna go finish the game right he, that's what he's going to do right perfect right makes it simple and it makes sense right, within right. the confines I mean, of his, this story. His powers definitely don't make sense. No, so he right. inherits the powers of illusion, quote unquote illusion, <laughs> from the sorcerer Nakano, played by Mako, mm-hmm. uh, who's basically playing the same character he played in Conan the Barbarian and Conan the Destroyer. Yeah, he's Connor's like mentor. He's his Yoda. Yeah, yeah. like he's he's his Ramirez. He's teaching him how. To, <laughs> yes, he's the Ramirez of this movie. Yes, but he, more useful, I would say. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he, he, he teaches him a lot in a very little amount of time. Yep. The movie on a plane. (laughs) (laughs) He teaches him a very fancy sword grab trick that turns out to be useful later. Yeah, um, where you just grab a sword and you just hug a person. You grab, you hug a person and grab their sword. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the key to winning fights. Yep. Um, Mm -hmm. But yes, though though not the end fight. Nope. 
Like, no. Normally, that you would save that move for the end. Like, this is to demonstrate how far he's come in yeah. his. Yeah. He dispatches the other guy with, like, it's a. He dispatches the nobody. Yeah. The yeah. The no namer. Minions of these movies, like, that every Highlander movie has to have a main bad yeah. guy who's super powerful and yeah. bad, but then he's got two cronies <laughs> yeah. who are with him to extend the movie. Right. Right. That's yeah. their only purpose yeah. is yeah. to. Add a couple fight more scenes in there. More heads to lop off. Yeah. yeah. We gotta have some more sword fights in here. But they're mm-hmm. never a real threat. Right, right. They never really do anything interesting. Yep. They just are there to extend the movie. They're there to extend the movie and to, I guess, remind us that Connor is supposed to be cool and talented. Well, they failed. <laughs> yeah. Well, definitely at the cool part. This is a weird thing to me. So, like, we've had the discussion about how women are treated in the first two. Mm-hmm. Um, not well at all. And uh, offensively bad. I still bad. can't get over Tobin's, uh, <laughs> the metaphor for the whole film. Right. the female lead in the dumpster. <laughs> the dumpster yeah. As soon as you said that, I was like, well, I flashed through my whole childhood. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, my God. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's been there the whole time, right. right in front of me, and I didn't see it. Um <laughs> As you said before, uh, so we have Deborah Unger, who plays um, Alex, uh, can't remember her last name in the movie. But plays the two characters. Yeah. She, oh, God. She plays two characters in a in a flashback that's like. Not a flashback. What is, what, is this person, the, are we supposed to believe this is the same person? This is, this is reincarnation. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was But waiting. they don't talk no, about that. No, no. no. I was waiting for the moment all. for her to be revealed as another Highlander. And you know and what? Then, that right. would have been bad. That would have been <laughs> So fucking cool, right? Yeah. yeah. Like she secretly knew that he was a Highlander, and she was waiting for her time. And then, like, as soon as he kills Kane, she's like, "Well, there's actually another yeah. one." And then she kills him and becomes the Highlander for the rest of the of the movie. Yeah, right. we're skipping ahead to how you fix it. Sorry, and well, this yeah. is the yeah, only sorry. correct. But Deborah, <laughs> Deborah Unger is great. She's been in a lot of great stuff. She was in an incredibly weird movie called Crash, not the mm-hmm. uh, Academy Award one, but the David Cronenberg, Cronenberg one. Yeah, um, and she's wonderful in there. She was in the Hurricane. She's wonderful in there. So mm-hmm. she's really talented actor. And uh, this was my first exposure to her. And like, she's not. She's threatened at one point, which, again, made me uncomfortable that it's like, OK, this is how you're doing. This is how you're making right. your villain villainous. Right. Which they'd already done. Like they right. had made Kane quite villainous. <laughs> yes. He burns a village in the first Just scene. Just the yeah. hell of yeah. it. Like, yeah. He, and he and cuts off a crony's head like, yeah. immediately. I mean, yeah. he's just totally not a good guy. And he, you know, and Mario Van Peebles brings a lot to it. He brings when, you know, when he's fighting Nakano, like he, there's a certain joy to what he's doing. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you're messed up, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm believing the character. Yeah. Which, uh, quick jump ahead makes the scene <laughs> with the kid even more unnecessary to me. There's a oh, scene yeah, yeah. later on in this movie, Kane kidnaps, uh, Connor's son who we haven't talked about because that's how important he is yep. <laughs> um, but kidnaps him as motivation for Connor to come towards him even though that was already Connor's plan right. Yep. Uh, but kidnaps his son and takes him on like a weird joyride where he's but they're just copying the... the first movie yeah except instead of Brenda it's now the kid yeah but it's like this and is it's... the scene where oh. it's trying to convince us that like Kane is actually crazy and he might actually kill the kid it's like yeah. yeah, he's murdered so many people <laughs> so already. So many. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, he does not choose, like, pick and choose yeah. who he's going to kill. Right. I totally believe he would kill that kid. Yeah, yeah we didn't need that no. at all. And especially it was difficult for me because it, when I saw this in the theater, and I did. Um, <laughs> it's fascinating to me. <laughs> I remember I saw it with my best friend, Aaron, who is probably listening to this. 
What's up, Aaron? <laughs> we were we were texting as I was watching it. I was like, remember when we liked this movie kind of? <laughs> and we didn't like it. It was just like it's a Highlander movie. Uh-huh. Let's yeah. go see yeah, the yeah. Highlander movie. Yeah. 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 And uh and we were kind of walked out of it going, Well, I like this part, kind of like mm-hmm. liking Darth Maul in, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the Phantom Menace. Right. Like, oh I like Darth Maul. Right. The rest of it's crap, but like I like Darth Maul. So but when I saw it, I remember the car scene going, oh, well, it's just that is literally the exact same thing that you're pulling. Mm. You couldn't even come up like how lazy are you that you couldn't even come up with something that wasn't in your own movie? You couldn't even <laughs> steal from another franchise. Right. You couldn't have him dangling him off a, a building or something. No, you had to have the, the joyride again. Just weird. Yeah, it's like they picked the wrong. They sat around and said, "What's cool about that first movie? Let's redo that." But they picked the wrong, a lot of the wrong things. Yeah, right. They yes. Did, rather than sort of, you know, uh, well, we've talked about like burn it down and take back, go back to the original idea and sort of. But but they but I think it's seemed to me as with so much of this movie, they are oh we can do that again and better. Right. They should have just not done it at all, as you're saying. Like they just there, it's, a, it's a mistake in conception. Yes. Um, and it's like there's two two ways you can go, right? You can say, okay, well, we can do something different. Well, we already did that, and oh, right. that didn't go right. well. They were scared off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so that let's just do the exact same thing, only we've got better effects, we've got better cameras, we've got you know better, 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 better. So we can do that. But like, or you could just if you're gonna remake the whole thing, then just like why not start from scratch, right? And just right. start over, and you know, and which they did on the television show. Mm-hmm. They basically started over. And I think all of us were a little sad when we were not in this room. Um, <laughs> but all of us, when we saw it, were <laughs> Nicole. You're so you are judging me. Um, when uh, when we saw it, it was like we were thinking we were going to see Duncan McLeod from mm. the show in this movie. Oh. That's four. But w- but like I remember walking out going, oh well, that's weird because uh-huh. now you've got two concurrently running timelines. Uh-huh. Which is one of the frustrations I've had with like the DC universe and its television programming is like you have a good flash. Well, you also (laughs) run into the issue of there can only be one. And if there's Connor McCloud and his cousin, why aren't they trying to kill each other? Well, you know. No, No, I don't. don't (laughs) This is a legitimate question. Yeah, Um, like that's the whole concept and I'm assuming it's going to carry through to the fourth and fifth of these movies is that we believe that Connor McCloud is the last one alive he's the only one and then somebody else pops up it's like ah kill him this is the this is the thing with the first three that I find interesting that they get rid of after this is that there can only be 12 no the idea that (laughs) that this uh sorry I thought something was crawling on me it was the mic I had I had a moment um In Highlander, Highlander 2, and Highlander 3, all of them propose that the gathering has happened and that this that they're that we're in the final stages. Mm -hmm. In the series four and five, the gathering is some far off mythological thing that may happen. So we're kind of retconning it again. Yes. This is what I talked about when I was when I originally wanted to do this, because yeah. each each movie retcons the last movie uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and the series retcons the movies and that stuff. It's 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 an absolute like the amount of brain work you have to do to figure out, well, what's real in this? It's like the reverse of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's <laughs> yeah. like if it's super broke, try as hard as you can to keep fixing it forever. Yes. 
That is, you know, eventually the car is dead. Yeah. yeah. Just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work out, man. It With all this money dead. you have spent fixing your car, right. you could have bought a new car. You spent right. 20 years and like cars, a billion yeah. dollars yeah. on this car. <laughs> Stop it. Leave it alone. <laughs> um so, yeah, as we're there, there's a lot of problems with this movie. But one of the big ones I think Matt brought up is the idea of like, we don't know what powers Kane really has. Mm-hmm. And even at the very end, the last frame of movie, we see a lightning bolt happen that I think is supposed to make us think that maybe Kane isn't dead. Well, because it's like his the sword kind of has a glittery shine to it that looks yeah. a little similar to when the fake things have been revealed to be fake mm-hmm. throughout the movie. Yeah. It's kind of like in the X-Men movies in like Mystique when someone's eyes yeah, change color yeah, yeah. like, uh-huh. oh wait, that's uh-huh. actually right. Mystique. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and so it doesn't necessarily mean anything in this movie because that sword wasn't really involved in this movie. Nope. So if it's fake, that doesn't, it wasn't like the one sword that because Connor has this, <laughs> he is the last true Highlander or whatever. The sword wasn't involved, so if that's a fake sword, uh, so what? I'm not. I, I'm not sure what the movie was trying to say with that last shot. Whether or not everything that Kane had just made everything fake. Well, and it was so telegraphed that I was just like waiting for like, yep. is a hand oh, going to jump out of the right. ground? Right. Like, right. who's <laughs> yeah. what's going to happen? Like, you're just letting me sit on this shot for so long. Well, and he cut Kane in half at one point. Yeah. And then he and just then, And then sat there and let him reattach himself. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I, this like, is that bad. was like so That's, perplexing. Yes. I was just as, like... <laughs> as frustrating as Kane is as a character with his powers of like, dude, you can literally make yourself invisible at any time, <laughs> right. walk up or to Connor like and cut else. his head off. Yeah, yeah. 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 You can look like... His son right. and be like, "Hey, Dad, let's hang out." Psych, yep. here, there goes your gotcha. head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, as frustrating as that is, also Connor has Kane like dead to rights multiple times, and he does this in every Highlander yeah. movie that we've yeah. seen so far, where he like has the villain in front of him on his knees. All he has to do is take one swipe at his head, but instead he stops. He gets distracted. He talks for a minute. He does all the bad <laughs> movie tropes that like villains usually right, do. Right. Like in that moment, he's like. Like literally, there's nothing. Like there's no. none of that. And like, and that would have been so easy. Like I don't know. You have him like throw throw himself so into the swipe that he like falls, and then you know, then Kane is reattaching himself while he's getting up. Like it, there's like a thousand things you could have given Connor to be doing in that moment right. to allow Kane to reattach himself. But like, could have had both lived, Kane parts fall off the thing. He literally like Connor just stands there and watches. He stands him. there like. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does his best Tim Taylor impression and watches Darth Maul crawl back together again. It's it's absolutely perplexing. I want to go back to Alex Johnson. That's her name. Um, Deborah Unger. Mm-hmm. So she has two parts in here. And technically she has a third what? where Kane pretends to be her. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Now. That lasts very I little. Wanna, I want to point this out because this. Her character is sort of meaningless in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't matter so much so that Connor is willing to take the gamble that that is not her uh-huh. Uh-huh. and fucking <laughs> runs her through <laughs> with a sword. Yeah. Like he just trusts his like instincts. instincts but like there's nothing really telling us that that's yeah. for sure not her. Well, and the, she says in that moment, um, he says, what are you doing here? And she <laughs> says, I thought I could help. And 
I'm thinking, okay, this is probably going to be Kane, but also in this movie, that's how they might have her actually act. Yes, like, because right. she no does way. that like five times. Well, and every right. other woman in every other version of these movies does that. They just they 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 will just show up and 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 she does help him. Well, yes, she also flies across the world multiple times yes. in this movie just to, to be near him, just to sit right. on a rock and watch him forge a sword to give him yeah, a bonfire. So, like, so weird. There's so much blacksmithing <laughs> okay, in this movie. I need to talk about this. This is the weirdest <laughs> moment in this movie. So they fight on holy ground, which they're not supposed to do. And uh-huh. if you're a fan of Highlander, which none of you are, but if you're a fan of Highlander, <laughs> you've always wondered, well, what happens if they do? Nothing. Now, in the series, they don't fight on holy ground because they sort of become, as they say in the series, they kind of become impotent. They don't, they they can't fight. They like legitimately can't fight. There's something mm. about being on it's holy like a ground. Kryptonite situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very much like a kryptonite situation. Uh-huh. Um, that's not in the movies. That's, okay. But so the Kane, in, in a very good Kane move. You know, he says, this is holy ground and we can't fight. And Kane says, well, I guess I'll be the judge of that and fucking goes after him. And I'm like, yeah, OK, that's Kane. Good character. All right. 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 And then the the comeuppance here is not that Kane's sword breaks because of this. Right. It's that Connor's breaks, which uh, makes no sense. Also is not immediately clear. Like when they strike swords together, yeah. you like see one shatter and you're like, good job, Connor. And then it cuts back. It's like, wait, his sword? Because <laughs> well, they're both using katanas. Yeah. So, it looks uh-huh, the same. Uh-huh. so Connor's sword is broken. Masamuni, the legendary sword is broken. It's, I need to re- repeat this. The legendary sword folded 2,000 times. Yeah. Which we learned about in the, in the first, first movie. movie. It was her, Remember the, the, what was her Brenda. name? The, Brenda. Brenda. Brenda was like. Was who gets yeah. mentioned yeah. in this movie. I was yeah. actually surprised yeah. they remembered yeah. her. Oh yeah, she just got killed in a car accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, to be fair. It Scraped is, her off the pavement. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Is, uh, is what we hear about Brenda. Yeah. Which again, yes. not a terrible metaphor for what this movie has right. done. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't need that anymore. Yeah. All right, Brenda. So. This legendary sword that was forged in a way that we really don't know how it was forged. Now, there's a couple problems here that I'm going to get into. The first one is Connor decides, okay, I need to go reforge my sword. Not I need to go back to my apartment and grab one of my 500 other swords. (laughs) Not I need to go buy a sword. Or steal a sword from somewhere. Like there could have been a cool something or whatever. Like like Pulp Fiction. Or, you know, (laughs) I was thinking Kill Bill, both Tarantino films, where she goes to Hattori Hanzo and, you know, it's like we're going to make a fucking sword. (laughs) You know, like that. No, he he's going to go reforge his sword. <laughs> a skill, moments a skill that we have never shown him nope. to have. We see Nakano forging a sword. He's hundreds of years old. He's had a lot of time to develop many hobbies. And yeah, <laughs> this is the one we're going to say. Yeah, definitely that one. And then it turns out he can't. He sucks at he's it. He's terrible yeah. at it. Yep. He makes many bad swords. They're all bent and crappy. Like they're, it's just they're just god awful. Yeah. Like they're, like I don't know, I couldn't make one, but you know. <laughs> so he he keeps trying. If I was a guy whose only job in the world it was <laughs> is to chop people's heads off with swords, I yeah. might learn a thing or two about swords. <laughs> Look yep. in Skyrim <laughs> sure. when you're playing Skyrim, I always regret being well deep into the game and remembering I should have gotten more into. Uh, learning how to make weapons <laughs> because at this point I now need in order to get the best weapon I have to make it and my my weapon making skill is one so you are Connor McCloud yeah <laughs> like, well shit I hope some lady shows was, up my, while I'm forging this and is like hey I want to make a better one Here and she finds this piece of metal in Nakano's cave yep 
And Ugh. and she just bangs it against something that makes it ding, and then she figures out through that, oh, he's gonna need this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then flies, flies to Scotland. Ticket. Yeah. Well, because first, earlier in the movie, she flies from Japan to New York because someone's like, hey, Connor McCloud might know something. She's like, all right, I'll fly from Japan to New York to talk to this dude. And then she later on is like, oh, he went to Scotland? I'll fly from New York to Scotland in like a day for no reason whatsoever just to sit there on a stoop and watch him blacksmith. Yep. Blacksmith, that's a word I couldn't keep. There's so much blacksmithing. Yep. There's a lot of blacksmithing. It's like a weird montage, this like yeah. like <laughs> jazz music. No, like, it's just, the music choices in this movie are very bad. Hey, everybody uh, leave Lorena McKenna alone. <laughs> nope, not for this. That, no, I will not. <laughs> Bonnie Portmore is a great so song. Now the the love scene music is weird jazzy crap. That's, <laughs> oh, that's some weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, when he's yes, jogging yes. and it's oh, 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 yeah, yeah, that's I, oh, yeah, I, I think that's mixed pretty up, to, mixed up the to songs. To me though, but... I still dislike that because it reminds me of a scene that I also dislike in a classic <laughs> movie. This is not one of those classic movies. Sorry to make that comparison sound like it. <laughs> Careful. Uh, uh-huh, in uh-huh. Uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, I, my least favorite part of that movie is the raindrops the, keep falling on my yes. head. Yes. Oh really? I I love everything about that movie. Huh. Something about that scene bothers me huh. and this felt like that I to me that where i'm just like out. why are we doing this right now <laughs> I, it makes no sense I, and it's just, it's just weird like that whole sequence is just weird like it's like this like weird because she's also sitting video. there the whole time yeah and like yeah. we just cut periodically cut to her just <laughs> sitting on her own. Like, just watching him yeah. i don't get this it. is the, and his training is to jog up and down the <laughs> yeah. moors and like you know, Rocky style, I suppose. Yeah. In various sweaters and then <laughs> and sweatpants <laughs> to like, like swing the sword. Like he's he's so it it but it bothers me so <laughs> so. I know it should not be the thing that bothers me the most about these movies, but the fact that he is not a swordsman after yes. hundreds of years that he just. I mean, you, I, I'm remembering the bits, and I can't remember which of uh, whether it's um uh the Force Awakens or Last Jedi, but the uh, images of Ray practicing her yes. sword yeah, as the helicopter. Like it's 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 reminiscent of these shots. It's helicopter shots of someone practicing a sword, but like she's really doing something. Yes. And he's just like waving a sword around. Like my 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 six year old is better with his sword yes. than Connor yeah. McCloud is. Well, that's also like that's Ray learning how to be better with it, and like she already looks better than him, who right. has been doing this for hundreds right. of years. Right. He was a warrior, like <laughs> in the, his past lives. Right. He should be good at this by now. I just really am excited for you guys to see one episode of the series and then watch that movie. Just, I don't, look, I just, I can't wait. Anyway, um, so she goes there. She gives him the thing, and then boom, he can make a perfect sword. <laughs> in a bonfire, my dad built himself a forge. Okay, like oh, the, you the, know how to do this. Well, I don't, but <laughs> I have. I, I, like Connor McCloud, I watched someone do it, and I know there's no way I could do it. Um, but 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 he's doing it just in a, like an open flame. Yes. Like there's no way. That, that, he's again, got no. Uh, what do you call the the the, the bellows? The, there's no bellows. There's, no there's nothing. Enclosure. To keep like it. it's literally just a bonfire. You keep sticking metal in a bonfire and banging it with a with a hammer. No, anyway, it doesn't matter. But it's not going to happen. <laughs> Sorry, Connor. <laughs> I have a personal problem with this movie. Ooh. She is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes. He looks terrible in this movie. I bet he's he looks, 80s attractive. He looks sick to me. <laughs> he looks yeah. like a dad to me in this movie. Really? I mean, his his clothing, his haircut, everything just screams dad to me. Like, he doesn't seem like... 
the well okay let me let me yeah. let me it's not just about looks okay she's also interesting mm-hmm. she's smart <laughs> i mean i think she's this is a problem with she's charismatic she's charismatic ever, she's nice <laughs> yeah that's the other thing she's nice how does he treat her when when she walks into his apartment he's a fucking dick mm-hmm. like yeah. i remember watching it this time going why is he being such a dick so like i mean this is the thing Though with all of these Highlander movies, I, so your like central sort of praise of it is that there's like a good core idea somewhere in there. There's that they a just... core fantasy idea. Yeah, there. I I disagree, <laughs> but, I, but <laughs> conceding that premise, conceding sure. that premise, like all of these movies are basically like that exists, but like instead I'm gonna write really shitty self-insert fanfic mm-hmm. about that idea. Yeah, like yeah. it is just right. like some douchebag guy's mm-hmm. fantastical version of like, yeah, I'm gonna have like, what if I had a sword and I live forever and like this hot chick comes over and like I <laughs> yes. express no real interest in her whatever, like whatsoever, but she's like super fucking in love with me. And then I tell her about how immortal I am. And she's like, damn, like we gotta have sex now. Yeah. And like, and then she's just gonna sit there and watch me do stuff, which like also just mm. like, as <laughs> that's a whole other aside. Uh, but like, yeah, but, like, yes. Beautiful woman is just going to sit there and like watch me have a life. And I think this is all more apparent because he is such a he's been revealed now in three three movies to not being up to this task as an actor. Yeah. Which Yo, makes this sure. all so so much more clear yeah. than it would be. I think I think it would be um uh, might be harder in some ways to see if he was a more charismatic actor. The 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 disparity between the women and the way they're treated and him as a character and him being a cipher for the douchebag guy who's writing it and uh, yeah. You could almost, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? if, if he's like, if you were talented and charismatic enough, you could almost buy it. Be like, oh, well, sure. Yeah, like, yeah, I get it. Like, I like, I'm not looking too hard at like how he's actually being right. not that which, like, which, which, kind to her. And I don't know that that's better, right? Because that's just, yeah, yeah, more, yeah. But, 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 uh, but well, I think at that least it, more believable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we to, had to this, Nick's essential right, point exactly. of like. We right. had this conversation about uh, on your podcast about Near Dark, mm. about the main character. It's like, you know, Bill Paxton's character, actually, not the main character, but we were talking about Bill Paxton in that movie, who is just charming as all hell. Yeah. And, and amazing, and you love to watch him, but he is horrible. Uh huh. But you understand why people gravitate towards mm. him. And, right. You know, because he is right. charming and he's, yes. and, and, and he's fun to watch and we had the conversation about spike from buffy which is a very similar situation like when you back up you go no you're just terrible but when you're in there and you're you're Mm -hmm. you know you're you're part of their charm and you're getting sucked in by it you sort of don't you can you can forget about that for a second but when then when you back up and this is the this watch through is the time i backed up and i went hold on a minute yeah yeah Yeah. you're just being a jerk you suck yeah well i think it's also like yeah it's it runs rampant through many many movies but i think one of the like similar time like frame and similar storyline ish in like a superhero kind of way is like the Warner Brothers Batman movies like the 90s ones mm. like Bruce Wayne is terrible to every woman that comes through his life in those movies like he treats all of them as like if they're very disposable um and in most of the movies they are treated that way by the writers and everyone else in the movie as well yeah and we find him charming and charismatic because he's Bruce Wayne and he's Batman. And so we're interested in him. Whereas like Connor McCloud does not have those traits. So mm-hmm. nope. like we can look <laughs> mm-hmm. at Bruce Wayne and like he does very similar things like the way he treats women in the well, in you got Michael movies. Keaton. Well, I like, mean, Michael Keaton and like, uh, but that's, I mean, that's, I feel like a similar situation is if you're like 
not to necessarily bring it back to looks, but if you're like Kim Basinger and Michael Keaton, yeah. you're like, well, Kim Basinger is freaking gorgeous. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. And okay. Michael Keaton is like an everyman. Kind he's of Mr. Guy. Mom. Yeah. 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 And but it's yes. like that yes. he's treating her like crap, and yet she still follows him around throughout the entire movie being in love with him. And by that's the, end of the it. movie doing work. Right. right, the movie right. is doing work to build this character right. so that we're like he's cool. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. This movie, none of these movies have done that. No, they, no. they thought like they did. They've given us so many chances to watch him and think maybe <laughs> he'll be cool this time. <laughs> Never. No. no. Connor, like uh, it's like an abusive La- relationship. <laughs> Christopher Lambert back. does not have it in him to no. be cool. Also, like neither just not only Christopher Lambert but also like these writers. Like that's actually now that I'm thinking about it going back to my like like writing shitty sad like <laughs> shitty self insert fanfic. Like the saddest part of all of this is that they're still bad at it. Like yeah. <laughs> right right right. Like, they right. never they've that's never improved. They've never they have yet to figure out how to write this like cool badass guy that they like want want to project themselves onto and a good uh, i think a good comparison since we've been talking about it also recently on this podcast is the evil dead series where right. like in the first movie ash is nobody there's no it's character there slate and like there's no real personality there and like he gets one and like he gets personality in the second movie and then him a personality by the by the <laughs> third movie he's like a full-on character like a yeah. comic character and it's like they learned where their strengths and weaknesses were in that series and they leaned into it hard yeah i feel like highlander is just repeating all of the same mistakes and not trying Mm. to change anything Mm -hmm. and when they did try to change a little bit in highlander 2 they were like whoa (laughs) we don't know how to change things properly (laughs) we thought we could change things oh we don't know we don't know what we're doing here yeah it's it's very very bizarre well, it's a, it's I, a bizarre movie to watch. It's bizarre mm-hmm. from my perspective to go from Highlander 2 to this, mm-hmm. to see them just, you know, retroactively go, okay, no, that was so bad, we're going to cancel it out. Mm-hmm. Like, it no longer is part of the canon. It's, you know, it's nothing. And as a child seeing that, it's interesting, which goes back to our Star Wars discussion of mm-hmm. I'm used to film series doing that. The Halloween mm-hmm. series did that as well. Characters dead. No, they're not. You know, they're <laughs> right, right. things like that. So in here, it wasn't as shocking to me. As it was like, oh, that's what they're doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I get it. Um, actually, in one of the Halloween movies, they're watching one of the Halloween movies on TV. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It, the the canon of movies in that era was really shiftable. Like, yeah. it was all over the place. And so well, it didn't. Because the internet wasn't around. No. People complain about it if they changed things. <laughs> no, there were no checks and balances. Yeah. <laughs> just sit there people and go, were Wait still probably minute. complaining, but nobody could hear them. They were yeah. complaining to each other right. yeah. in, in, in a person. Bar. Yeah. 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 Can we talk about the cop? There's a cop in this oh. movie. Oh, so <laughs> This movie is so He's badly cast from top, except for, De- <laughs> except for Deborah Carey Unger and Marvin Peebles. Everybody yeah. else is yeah. is worse, I think worse, there's, this is, there's worse casting in this movie for all the smaller parts than in any of the other Highlander movies. Yes. And that, the cop is, is, is number one. The he cop. Is, the, he I'm is, a cop from New York City. They, dub, did, I think they felt like they dubbed his voice. I feel yeah. like there was some bad ADR all There's over There's a lot of dubbing film. throughout this. And, and it feels like he's, he's, I don't know what movie he's in or what kind of yeah. cop he is or what, like his whole other story. I read somewhere that they had wanted to bring the original cops yes. back in and for whatever reason yeah, It didn't. felt like they had that idea and then didn't change well, the script. Because he comes up and says, yeah, I know what you did to those other like he references yeah. oh, those God. cops. If yeah. that had been yeah. the bald cop, yeah. uh, who's a wonderful actor, right? Uh, yeah. It was in the Crow and like all. Like if he had been that oh, character yeah. and he was a detective now or whatever, 
That would have been interesting. Brings at least brings the history as opposed to like, oh, we're who just is gonna, this person? Yeah, it, which yeah I was like, no... was he in the first one? Because yeah. I don't remember him. Yeah. Yeah. He seems yeah. to remember everything right. about that movie. Right. Like, I he just has assumed that, that movie. he was. I'm yeah. Like, oh, well, and that's the thing. Like, if you don't, if you're not a fan of this sort of franchise, you probably would because yeah. he looks yeah. like a shitty. Which maybe what York they wanted. Cop. Like that may yeah. have been yeah. that may have been part of their plan. But he walks into a scene with a a coroner or somebody, and it's like. A bad high school production uh-huh. where it's like some kids put on a suit and is like playing the cop and walking through the room oh, and just yeah. seen a lot of Law and Order and it's like it is just ho- horrible in a way that also made me think other parts of this movie are not as terrible as some of the previous things because that it just it was it was I, the cop stood out to me noticeably as a as yeah, sort of low point. He he was definitely and because he had a lot of dialogue. Like there's another right. thing. Like there were a lot of small parts and they didn't have much dialogue. I don't know why. Uh, his name is Kabul Khan, but he's uh, the the toady that gets killed in the uh, the laundry mm-hmm. room. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he has an American accent, <laughs> I, you know. But he had like two lines, so whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we want to talk about accents, like <laughs> Christopher Lambert is supposed to be Scottish. Hey, he spent a lot of time in France in those flashbacks, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that is a way that they kind. Can, I can think kind that's of what that. they did. Yeah. I honestly do. Yeah, but if his voice was any different before no. and after his time spent in France, I could buy that, yeah. but it is not. No, it's not. No. Oh, we haven't even talked about the French Revolution. <laughs> I mean, it, it didn't need to be there. That's no. it. The, uh, yeah. We didn't talk about the it. The only it reason was... it was there was to show that he knew a lady who once looked like the same lady he knows now. And to have an additional sex scene. Like, that's, that is like, also that's true. It. Like, and, <laughs> and I would argue to have the guillotine. Like, I think that's interesting. Yeah. I did think that it was interesting that he's now, he was, we'd put this... Highlander, this 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 immortal person who can only be killed by their, their head being chopped off in a place where it wouldn't be another swordsman doing it. It would be yeah. regular people. Right. <laughs> right. As and, someone who routinely says, like, I cannot die. Like, right, or right. like, well, yeah, kind of. In, in any but, other situation, he couldn't, except yeah. for this situation, which made me think, actually, I thought, like, well, I wonder if the whole movie had been set in this time period and we just, like, pick a time period and drop him in and sort of uh-huh. see an adventure in this kind of time period. I don't know that that would have been the right one, but I... Th- there was I will stand up for it in only in that in that like they again it's like they glanced at an, at an idea <laughs> that might have been interesting like three three yeah. four five drafts later by other writers by someone else yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they heard someone yell it from a cab as yeah. they were walking what with... did they chop people's heads off oh yeah the French Revolution let's put that in there like that's as far as they went and I'm yeah. like oh god like you're you're you stumbled blindly into something yeah. that might have been right. interesting. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and you know, the the scene ends up going nowhere except again it's like okay, those those sideways french hats are not easy for anyone to pull off. They're a goofy looking <laughs> hat, all right? But on Connor McCloud, <laughs> yeah. they're even more with that yeah, big yeah, yeah. wig he was wearing and everything. It was just like this is this looks ridiculous. Like it's all ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah. but it it is this movie is ridiculous. <laughs> yes, and not in a fun way. No, no, no. no. Let's like, be clear. Let's it's, be clear. It's it's not good bad. No, it's just mm. bad, bad. It's bad bad. It reminds bad, bad. me of like a bad eighties movie with a bigger budget. Like mm-hmm. there were a lot of eighties action movies and fantasy movies that are really terrible. Done by Corman. Done by you know all kinds of studios in that era. Canon especially. That like had no budgets, but they they did try to do these outlandish things. Even Troma like did these things. And this feels like if you had a budget, thirty five million dollar budget, you could actually get something that looks like a movie (laughs) and it would go to theaters. 
I was impressed by some of the. Uh, I can't wait to see how you I, finish this yeah, sentence. Yeah, I, I can think of nowhere for this sentence to go. Uh, some so, of the parking, some of, <laughs> some of the set pieces, I would say, as far as like the airport uh, and the large like hangar that they had access to for the like Japan location, mm. like they had some sets that like looked legit. They didn't. Well, they, they had, didn't do a lot with them. But I mean, like the thirty-five fact they million had, like, dollars is not a joke, right. especially in ninety-five money. Like running all through this airport and dealing with all that, and then like that giant hangar. There's like one shot that's like from the top of the hangar, and there's like a lot of machinery moving mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that looks expensive. Like that shot shows me where this money went, but like they don't do much with it, <laughs> and all of the other stuff is really bad. Like uh, this is a thing that I think Tobin and I will agree on. I, I feel like no matter your talent as a director, no matter your budget, it all comes back to that script. Like mm-hmm. if you if you do not have the foundation of a script, there's sometimes you can get something exciting like Evil Dead that's just fun. Mm-hmm. But it, something that I, I feel is kind of high concept like this, if your script isn't really nailed down. And I was reading, too, that they this was a vastly different idea when they set out. Well, not vastly different. It was always going to be the we're bridging the gap and we're cutting out Highlander too, <laughs> but there was going to be a whole lot more that tied them together and they were going to put in stuff from the series and like they were going to really unite the, the disparate worlds mm-hmm. that they had going on and they just cut all that. It took a lot of work. Yeah. 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 And that, that sounds hard. That sounds hard, really man. Hard. Yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> ba- let's just bang on the keys somewhere and yeah. shoot whatever comes out. Can you pass me the script for the first movie? I'm going to tweak it a little bit. <laughs> oh, you only have it on paper? Okay, I'll just retype it. Yeah, just change that main bad guy's name. It's like... A- <laughs> Alex's script is just like Brenda crossed out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I no, mean, no, no, no. You like digging. You don't like swords. Yeah. <laughs> digging, digging. Yeah, different artifacts. Yeah, I love that the kid, his son, gave him a headshot. Did you see on? Yes, on, I oh love that. So on Connor's much. desk. The, the picture of his son it's is just, the kid's headshot. A, he signed it. He signed it. Yeah, like, love John. Like, yeah, love like, you, Dad. Hi, Dad. Yeah. Like, love you, your son John, or yeah. whatever. Like, who? It's why? Like, yeah, yeah. That, what that's, really? So, Really like, thoughtful props department. Well, it's me, like somebody like, said, show don't tell. So I. Uh, well, it's only there because pictures. they know for sure that we have forgotten yes, he has a exactly. son at that yeah. point oh, in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So when the like uh, Kane is in his apartment yeah. and he hears the the it's answering machine, yeah. he's like, "It's a kid." They want us to make sure that we know that that is his uh, son yep. calling well, I know from why they wherever did. the hell I he just, left yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of like several, just like very all of the media. Media is very convenient. <laughs> there's the yes. TV on, and there's the the hot woman of the movie. Yeah. Uh, Kane walks into the apartment, and ah, yes, a voicemail from Connor's son. Like, mm-hmm. oh man, I yes. love it. I the know. technology is so convenient. Yes. To be like fair, that. a four five hundred year old being knows how to work an answering machine. <laughs> Doesn't know what a condom is, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's going to have sex, and she throws him something that's dick shaped. I mean. <laughs> I shall eat it. <laughs> like he did it well. It was a funny moment. Like yeah, he yeah, does it that. was it's... the only mo- the moment in the movie where I was like, ha. yeah, like yeah. 
you well, know. It, it, also, he's in good shape. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Boyo was ripped. Yeah. yeah. If, if, if I feel like some more of that fish out of water stuff could have been interesting. Yeah. With yeah. Him. yeah. But you they know? just sort of stopped. Yeah, it wasn't no. even like they, they kept working on Like it wasn't even that it faded away. It was just like, I would do the thing with the glasses and it's we're like, done. done it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We're done. Yeah, he stole some guy's glasses. Like, yeah. it was a cool like, Terminator type yeah. scene. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I like that. I mean, the not like having safe consensual sex is not cool, but like <laughs> that scene with the condom part was like that part of it was funny. Right, right, yeah. Right. And so sh- like, yeah, I, he was much more interesting oh, than yeah. Connor. Right. Absolutely. But we don't get to see that. Right. Right. I mean, and that's, you know, in, in, aside from the fact that Connor is just terrible, like it's, <laughs> it's just he's just terrible. And and Christopher Lambert is not great in the part. So it's just not even good in the part. Like it's like it, villains are typically more interesting. Mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's the problem with Batman movies is usually the villains are way more interesting mm-hmm. than the hero. But you at least like Batman. You know, Batman's a likable guy and he has a good mission. There is a mission. Used to be. What? Used to be likable. Look, I still I'm, I'm, I'm fine with Affleck. It's this not is, Affleck's this fault. Is, this is a whole. That's yeah, a whole yeah, yeah. Other shows. Other shows. I, sorry, sorry. I know you two must be stopped right now. <laughs> that's that's fair. I made my point. That's, to, that's totally fair. I, you know what? I shouldn't even argue with it because I think you're right. I just feel bad for Affleck. So, um, so yeah, we have an unlikable main character. Mm-hmm. We have a. You know, not likable, but an interesting villain who looks good and is threatening. And that's what you need mm-hmm. out of out of a villain. Um, and the rest is just this is a, a cockamamie script that doesn't know what it's doing, doesn't know what it wants to do. Isn't Well, I mean, I guess it does. It wants to be a romance novel. It's what a, a cis white male thinks a romance novel <laughs> is supposed to be for men. Like he thinks he's writing a hero figure yes. that is likable and is somebody you want to be. And yeah. it's not. Yeah. Like, I, I, I have in my notes that the the, sec, the French sex scene does a disservice to period romance novels. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and that's and mm-hmm. that's sort of what I was trying yeah, to yeah, get yeah. at is yeah. like this is somebody who doesn't know what they're doing thinking, oh, people are like this, mm-hmm. you know, because people like sex and romance and period pieces. Mm-hmm. And like, well, okay, yeah, usually they're at least interesting and, and or there's some sort of connection to those things that makes it important something, plot something. or it's about something like literally <laughs> nothing from the french revolution scenes is important no. i think the yeah. guillotine thing is an interesting plot could, device could, but it doesn't come up ever <laughs> it doesn't, matter. It doesn't, it doesn't it come doesn't up doesn't ever again matter. it doesn't matter at all nope. like all we do is see some guy sacrifice himself for connor for no reason that mm-hmm. we can understand mm-hmm. and we see a lady who looks like another lady that's mm-hmm. the thing so we keep being told that connor is important and they're gonna sacrifice the rebellion can't go on <laughs> yeah, without yeah. you why yeah. why why yeah. why Show don't tell. Yet all we're doing is being told how great he is. Yep. Yeah. And even in Highlander Two, which I guess is like doesn't exist anymore, they just like pick him out of the crowd. Yep. And that's how he becomes the chosen one. They're like, <laughs> you, you, yeah. you're gonna help me fix all this. <laughs> <laughs> and the other great visual metaphor for this entire series is them just sort of pointing the finger at this yeah. bland, <laughs> lame guy in the middle of the yeah. crowd. <laughs> A group of like cavemen looking fellows. <laughs> the twelfth one from the left. You're the most important one, and you're gonna fix everything. No, you. No, your other no. left. No, the rest of you are gonna die. <laughs> this one gets to live 
forever. forever. <laughs> the I least don't know, interesting man, I one of you. I a coin behind my back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even catch it. Honest, I honestly just pointed at the first guy I made eye contact with. <laughs> this like spun me around real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I know we're talking about two right now, and that is the thing. Like when they reveal him, even Connor is like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I made the. I think I made the comparison when we were talking about Highlander two. But it feels like the uprising from Battlefield Earth, where there's like these like primitive type people who are rising up against these more like technologically savvy yeah. people. But in that movie, at least, I'm giving Battlefield Earth some credit here. <laughs> like the leader of the rebellion wow. is like clearly the leader. Like from early stages, oh, you're yeah. like that guy is clearly the uh-huh. most charming among them and the one who has the plan. And he well, rises he has, to the top. Whereas in Highlander, it's like he has actions that sure. j- that that show you he's yeah. the one that's going to risk things. He's yeah. the one that's going to push forward. He's the one that's actually doing what he needs to do, as opposed to as you just said in Highlander, where they point yeah. you. Okay. Yeah, and like you are, you are much more interested in like the sword fighting and the battle styles than I am. But if Connor showed like some prowess, at mm-hmm. least. And like fought really, really well. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, well, clearly this guy is the one who deserves to be the only one left being immortal. That's he's, right. he's nothing in every way. Yes. Like in yep. every yep. conceivable way. He, he is, is not charismatic. Not exceptional, he does exceptional nothing in any way. like that is impressive. There's no like there's 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 nothing. There's just nothing there. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> the whole point of of a of a, like a martial arts thing is you have the person at the end who's like, yeah, that person's badass, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Mortal right. Kombat, we're talking right. about like, that that was, yeah. Like, it's not a great movie, but, like, there's a lot of, like, cool... Fight scenes. Fight, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and then you can say, yeah. okay, yeah, the, and if they if they weren't the best fighter, but they dug deep or something... Mm-hmm. To, As Tobin brought up earlier, the one move we see him learn from his <laughs> mentor, he throws away in the middle of the movie, whereas, yeah. like, if that had been the thing to beat Kane... Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. There's also an interesting twist on that in four. Oh, I bet it's not. <laughs> yeah, I bet it's not. You know, I, I bet it's not. Look, I'm not saying four is a good yeah, movie. Careful, I have to ask you. Yeah. I have to ask you a question about four that, like, I don't think will spoil anything. Okay, so here's the we'll thing. To You're going to ask this question, and then yeah. we're going to move on. Okay. To to how we would fix this, okay. but please ask this question: Is Alex in the next movie? No, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> because much like the scrape her off. The pavement. Yeah. Uh, no. She died in a car accident. She ran into Brenda. <laughs> it was super weird. We thought Brenda was dead. Turns out she also was buried in a She was in a, in a dumpster and got yeah. dumped into the garbage <laughs> sure, yep. trash compactor. Yeah. Brenda was in one car. Alex was in another. And they both hit a dumpster at the same time. <laughs> Three women died. Louise New was blonde in the lady, yeah. please. Yeah. It is Batman. That's exactly how the Warner Brothers ones did, too. That's like, who's the new blonde lady in this one? We don't know what happened to the last blonde lady. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We'll never tell you. No one you. cares. Because literally the end of this movie is him and Alex and his son going off to Riding Scotland off again. The and they're all happy and together. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do they at least explain why that's not the case anymore? Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, kind of. Uh, okay. They, the, oh, is his yeah, son I in the next movie? Of. No. God damn it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Four posits that... Only the worst one. <laughs> Four... Yes. That's a good point, actually. Yes. The, only, yes. the only one they keep bringing back is the one that nobody likes. Nobody wants <laughs> yeah. you. Let's all these interesting good characters. <laughs> um... Four posits that two and three never happen. God damn it. Oh, I wow. hate everything. <laughs> so this was meaningless also. Yeah. So, so this is the this thing, is though. It's, it's about the journey, Nicole, uh, damn it. It's about the journey of us doing this together. 
just walking in circles. You know, it's the infernos. What it yeah. Is. <laughs> this is like the journey in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. We're driving through the desert, <laughs> and there are bats attacking us, and we have a convertible, and the sun is burning my skin. That's the journey we're on. Nick. You're so welcome. <laughs> Uh, so, not so thank you. Move on. <laughs> Time to move on. <laughs> Does five also erase four? Uh, no. Okay. Five's fucking weird, though. Oh. Five, oh, oh, five's the weird one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, here's the, like, as you were talking about, about, like, if he were good at it, like, if he were good at the sword fighting, that would at least be something, right? Uh-huh. And the actor who plays Duncan McCloud became very good okay. at all of this stuff. Okay. He took it upon he has himself. A skill. Well, yeah. I mean, he was okay. he he also started out as a model, so he's very striking, uh, at least in nineties terms. Okay. Like uh but he uh <laughs> you know and people were less attractive then. <laughs> or maybe more. I don't know. We, we, all know. Good. Yeah. we all know. We all know for sure though he is no longer attractive. Yeah. <laughs> it's just this is the weird thing. He hasn't aged. Attractive. He looks the same. Uh, it's uh, bizarre. Because he's immortal. Yeah, yeah. apparently. Like, sure, that's sure. the other thing, is like they found the actual Highlander. They did. Um, we so pass I mean, that guy. <laughs> so the, you know, there's a, there's a lot that I'm looking forward to as I drag you through this experience with me, and you know, at the end of it, I'm hoping for a little bit of Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, I, you'll, we're already there. You'll yeah, we talked about that last night. We, just, we were texting about that as well. Like we were like, I don't think this is a better movie, but it feels better <laughs> Be, because I've already seen the bad stuff. Two is special. Two is a very special movie. I forgot it's everything like, about it. All right, two. we're moving on. Yeah. <laughs> I want to move on. Yeah. Like all right, this. all right, all right. Tobin, how would you fix this? I, just uh, the my only thought is that, and which we just came up here, and maybe I'm st- I don't mean to steal anybody else's idea, but that if she was immortal too, and then killed him and became the next Highlander, that's let's just leave it at that. Yeah. I, I feel like we did that. Great. We did something similar with Highlander 1, where did we're we? like, make this movie about Brenda. Well, yes. But in this case, the idea that you could then no, continue on with the Highlander yeah. series yes. is that just... That is a fantastic then idea. It's, then it's her. Like, you get rid of your least interesting bad <laughs> actor and replace them, and you keep going with the fantasy right. immortal yep. element that yeah. you've already built up. Yep. And, yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. I, I, my, I have nothing to add in the how you fix it. That, to me, is just like... So clearly the best idea. Uh, yeah. The best. Especially because, but like it is, it draws on a thing that we keep touching on, which is all of the moments where like there was an opportunity mm-hmm. that was squandered. <laughs> yeah. uh, and like there's so many. But that to me, like the fact that you did these flashbacks and she's the same person, but why? I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> right. This whole movie is, no oh, oh. <laughs> like, oh. I bet oh. that's going to happen. Oh, it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It never once occurred to me until we were talking that she could have been immortal, and then I'm well, and I'm kind of like, oh, that does fix it. Yeah, and, and that makes this vastly more interesting. Also, tying into the fact that she believes that she sees him beheaded, so she's like, she then presumably spent the last yeah. like couple hundred years like living her life as mm. I'm, I won, I, I'm, I'm the only one left, yeah. and then like. Like that, like transforms the whole, like her mm-hmm. whole experience throughout this movie is that you're like, yeah, she was like trying to like track him down, make sure, like, are you really him? Uh, this, and, is a, yeah. this is a good movie, and, and then like yeah. wait, like, wait for him, <laughs> and then like wait for him and Kane to like confront each other, or whatever, and then like she comes in at the end to be like, 
sucks. Both well, of you guys. Because, like, it's the, me. That, that conflict is much more interesting of, like, two people who, like, at least like each other, if not love each other, that are forced to essentially kill each other for one mm-hmm. to continue living. Whereas, yeah. like, every other villain in this series is just like, oh, there's another one of you? I had to chop your head off. Right. There's no conflict besides right. that. Like, the moment Kane is introduced in this movie, you're like, well... One of them has to get their head chopped off. Yeah, and I don't really care which one. Well, <laughs> and no, and we're we're shown that like Kane is very is clearly terrible. super 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 yeah, evil, yeah. and yeah. so like we want you want Connor to win, I guess, <laughs> yeah. because Kane is like hella evil, and yeah. like, that's I think, it. I you think you, you don't want, want Kane to win. You want Connor to win because then the movie will be over. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why you want Connor yeah. to win. Um, <laughs> it's sad because I think Mario Van Peebles is so cool in this movie like he does a good job he really steps into it like he yeah. really mm-hmm. goes he for it he owns it yeah and he does that a bunch in a lot of B movies like he was in a terrible sequel called The Exterminator 2 from the 80s with Robert Genty that's like a terrible movie but he's like great he's chewing the scenery and mm-hmm. having a great time and like I love actors who can do that who can just really step into it I don't know how you fix this I think you guys came up with great ideas oh I have some bonus ideas that I did not include in the bonus footage go yeah it also <laughs> includes kind of a bonus real good that I hope I'm not stealing from anybody but like make this movie make Highlander the series and this movie Logan like make the Highlander like give me that montage that we have at like X-Men Origins I think it is whichever Wolverine movie it is where we get a whole montage of, oh it's the opening credits of X-Men Origins yeah of yeah. Logan through the years mm-hmm. that's how you include things like the guillotine and the French Revolution and you show him where was he at during World War II mm-hmm. what was he doing like these are at least interesting enough that you can get a moment out of each thing that I think showing him through the years in a montage sequence, I would be interested in that. And then having him be kind of like this grizzled man who's kind of tired of this life Mm -hmm. and kind of wants to be done with it and just can never be done with it because that is his life. He is the Highlander. Mm. If they put any thought into what immortality would mean to an individual, then you would get some of that stuff. Whereas literally, it seems like it's super chill and easy for him to just keep going through life, letting everyone around him die, and then just changing his name every 60 years. And then changing it back. Yeah. calls him McLeod now. I'm like, what? What? Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. But at one point, they call him John Nash. That wasn't his name. His name's Russell Nash. What is the, it? Yeah. See, uh, I anyway. forgot that. I, I, well, I also, son, I, I just was like, yep, his, I bet his name his was John was, Nash. His son was named John. Oh. Yeah, but his son was named John McLeod. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Let's, but yeah, make it Logan. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I love that idea of, of her. Because you're right, they totally teach. She was alive back then. What is she doing now? She's interested in all this ancient shit. Makes sense. Yeah. She's cool. Good actor. Mm-hmm. Roll with it. Yep. But no, let's not do that. Nope. Yeah, no. Let's um, make another two movies with this bad guy. This. Oh, yeah, well, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will give you some hope there. You're going to watch one more movie with him in it. Oh, shit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most excited Nicole's been in a while. <laughs> um, we need to move on now to how we would rate this. I rate all of these films on a category. Category one is not too bad. Category five is really really bad and could hurt you um i'm gonna give this a three i feel like this fits right in the middle it's it's not as offensive as the first two especially the first one holy shit um but uh but it's it's not great it's it's really forgettable i i find i finally i 
I find Highlander 2 to be fascinating for the backstory and just how they went so mm-hmm. off the rails in that movie. Um, and this one, there isn't an interesting backstory, really. It's just it's a bland fantasy adventure movie with an unlikable hero. Mm-hmm. So it's a three. And, you know, there's some technical stuff in it that's good. And Mario Van Peebles is a lot of fun. Matt. Uh, I have the possessed mushroom puppet scale. Damn of enjoyment right. uh, Out of five. And I think when we started this conversation, I was going to give it a three, but I like it less now. <laughs> the more we talk about it, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, no, that movie sucked. Mm-hmm. So it's not it, even like it wasn't harmful to me. It wasn't like painful to watch, but just like I think in a weird way, like I enjoyed it less mm-hmm. than other movies we've watched on this. So I'm giving it, giving it a two out of five because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it. But there's no enjoyment to be found. No yeah. joy. Yeah. 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 Nicole. I also use an enjoyment scale, sunglass wearing emojis out of five. And I feel like like I'm, I'm pretty sure I gave the other two ones because there's or zeros maybe even because there is no there <laughs> yeah. has been no joy to be found uh, in any of these movies. I've hated nearly every minute of every one. Uh, but I found that this one didn't like infuriate me in quite the same way. Like it just sort of existed and was bad and I wanted it to stop. But like I was like I wasn't like I wasn't angry, like didn't want to like burn things down kind of thing. So I was really nervous about the radio <laughs> silence I was getting from you guys. Like normally people will text me. Yeah. And there was no texting happening. Well, yeah, because I just like it's just nothing yeah. was yeah. sort of my experience of this. It was like this is it's it just it's there. It's yeah. happening and then it's gonna be over. So I I think I think I gave the other two zero, so I will give this a one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a recommendation. Yes. Excellent. Uh, Tobin. I rate on a, something I call the Torgo scale, one to five Torgos, based on how many things there's worth recommending in this movie. And so I'm uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> recommending. This is hard because I don't know that I would recommend. So I'm going to give this a one and a half Torgos split between Deborah Kerr Unger and uh, Marvin Peebles. They, they each get 0.75. They, they each get 0.75. <laughs> <laughs> not a full Torgo apiece. Or maybe one of them gets one, the other gets a half. I'm, I don't know, yeah, depending yeah. on the scene. Well, the yeah. point is uh, nothing about this is their fault. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I do not blame them for what's for what's they're doing the best they can. And they, and they're the the things that I that have stuck with me the three days since I've seen this movie. I don't remember much of it except for what's in my notes. Right. But they but I remember some moments that they had. So one and a half. One and a half Torgos. Okay. Well, we'd like to wrap up with what we call Real Good, which is our recommendation for something to get the taste of this thing out of your mouth. And I'm going to go with a good um, soft reboot, which is a movie I put in immediately after watching this to sort of make me feel good again, which is the 2009 Star Trek reboot, which if you haven't watched it is every time I watch it, it is way better than I remember it being. Hmm. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's talk about really brilliant graphics. Like, holy cow, the CG in there is incredible. And some wonderful moments that J.J. Abrams, J.J. Abrams knows how to use scale well. And it shows in that film. Um, Ooh, yeah. When they come out of warp and the entire fleet's been destroyed. Mm. It's just like on a big screen. That is really impressive. I'm also thinking of early on when like young Kirk is uh stealing the car yeah yeah like the, some of those scenes like just the scale of the cliffside and all that stuff look really good 
Yeah, and it's a it's also a really cool Corvette that he steals. Yeah. By the way. I also haven't watched that in a very long time. I I hadn't either. I'd watched the third one recently and really enjoyed it, but I watched this one. It was last night or the night before, and I was like, "This is really good." <laughs> like, I am shocked at how really good this is, and I don't know why I'm shocked because I know it's good. But he yeah. cares a lot about the viewer's experience. He yes, to draw you through the story as opposed yes. to just like throw. Which you know, that not saying it all works, but compared to this movie, which just throws stuff up on the screen, right? That, that he's he's caring about what how you experience each of these. Moments. Yes, absolutely. And it's still his voice. It's all his voice. He's not he's not compromising his own voice for that. So it's it's really cool. Anyway, Matt, what's your real good? Uh my real good, I think maybe for the first time is not a movie. Uh it's a salad. <laughs> I had a good salad yesterday. You know what you need is, is a healthy yeah. meal. You know, yeah. some greens. Yeah. You ever just like did your body ever just tell you you need a salad today? That's, That's the feeling of watching my You know, fair. Uh, really go with some fruit. Yeah. Oh, I feel heavy something, after something watching that movie. Fresh. Um, no, it is a TV show, uh, and it is Doctor Who. Because oh, that okay. is a show about an immortal mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. person yeah. who, uh, like our idea, uh, switched into a woman recently. Re- um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Regenerated uh, and is now being played by a woman. But I think that is a show that does that sort of thing well. Mm. Of like they handle the immortalness and they mm. deal with the implications of that. Of a person who has lived 1,200 years and how that weighs on a person's mind. He also is an alien time traveler, which... I guess Connor McLeod also Maybe. was at one point kind of. For a while he had that on his CV. Yeah. yeah. And he was an alien and or a time traveler. Um, well, we're all time travelers, Matt. Oh, God. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, if, if you don't know where to start, because uh, there's like 60 years of Doctor Who. Just start with David Tennant. Nope. Oh, uh, don't listen to him. Um, start Tom with. Tom Baker? Nope. Christopher Eccleston oh, okay. uh, in 2005 when they like rebooted it. Uh, where I tried to start. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say the first season <laughs> with Christopher Eccleston is very rough, especially in the effects department. Um, Christopher Eccleston's good, though. Yes, Christopher Eccleston is fascinating, and I feel like... And what's her name? Uh, Billy Rose. Piper. Billy Piper um, is also really I am a fan magnetic. of Christopher Eccleston. A lot of people are not as big of a fan uh, and do start with Tenet, and I will say you'll still enjoy the show if you start with Tenet, but I like Christopher Eccleston. I'd say you could also start with uh, Peter Capaldi. Like, the most recent season that has existed, which was like two years ago, because that's how they make those. Uh, Seasons in Britain are weird. Series, even. Yeah. Uh, sorry to, to have that tone. Any UK <laughs> listeners? Wow, yeah. Um, really but yes. Judgy. <laughs> make your shows faster. Um, and make more of them. We've uh, <laughs> only, yes. only got five people working at the BBC, so just like... <laughs> yeah. uh, well, but the, yes. last episode, didn't you... Rage Against Europe entirely for uh, uh, yeah, I'm so, right. yeah I blamed all of Europe that sounds like you um, yeah, just to be fair yeah. accountability here yeah. uh, episode to episode but yeah watch the if, if you need to just like feel like you're caught up without having to actually catch up just watch this most recent season of Peter Capaldi's year and uh, yeah it's really good it still continues to be very good in many ways that Highlander is not <laughs> All the ways. That <laughs> yeah, in many, many of the ways. I would say even if there's a sword fight, which I'm pretty sure there are, there are better. There's some good sword fights in Doctor Who. Yeah, so cool. <laughs> A one-handed sword fight. Woo. Yeah. Nicole. Okay, I super forgot about this until 30 <laughs> seconds ago. Nice. But uh, a uh, story. Which counts as you made it. Uh-huh, you got here. I got, I got there. Uh, story where uh, you got to kill all the other people and only one can survive. The Hunger Games. <laughs> <Nice enough. laughs> yeah. Uh, there you go. 
With a, with <laughs> did a, it. <laughs> I did it. But oh. also read the book instead. I, uh, I mean, I, the movie I, The movie is fine. I, I have no problems, no qualms with the movie. I think the movie is, is did a very good job of adapting the story. But uh, read the book. Sweet. I recommend a book. <laughs> a salad and a book. <laughs> you know, that, is actually, that is the antidote to this movie. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Tobin, what's your real good? So I have not seen this movie in a long time, but I watched it a lot. It's a movie that came out in the same year as this movie about a Scottish swordsman. And uh, it does... Liam Neeson? Yes. Okay. So I have not seen Rob Roy in a long time, but my memory is <laughs> that... The, and I've seen... I actually, that's not true. I've seen some of the sword fighting since then, and mm-hmm. it is very good. Tim Roth is the villain, and yeah. I think he was nominated for an Oscar for... I'm not sure. He got some awards. Tim Roth did for the villain in it. I don't know how good the movie is. Like I said, it's been a long time since I've seen it. And the man who directed it directed a movie that I really want to do on the show called Basic Instinct 2. What? Yeah. <laughs> he did Basic Yeah. Oh, how the mighty fell. I know. I know. Michael Canton Jones is his name. So anyway, that's my my dual uh, uh, reasons for picking this. But I but my memory is that this is a, a movie that with Liam Neeson and Jessica Lange and uh, Tim Roth. Eric and, Stoltz. And and Eric Stoltz and invests in its characters and has great sword fights. Uh, beyond that, I don't know because I've not seen it, but I can almost guarantee it is more uh, enthralling than uh, this movie. No, it's very it's at good. least better than this. Yeah, it's sure. an incredibly well crafted film. I've heard a lot of people who are into sword fighting and stuff cite that film mm-hmm. as being like, that's really good mm-hmm. um, because there are different styles in it. Like one of the big things, one of the big hurdles in there is that Rob Roy fights with a broadsword. Right. And the guy who's uh, Tim Roth's Roth character is, is fighting with an, uh, I think it's called an, an AP. Right. Um, it's the very like fencing thin sword. Fencing, yeah. fencing sword. A stabbing sword. Yeah. Or and, or and he's just being, he's, he's able to just walk around people and just poke, poke, poke and yeah. kill them. Yeah. And then the, the climax of that is incredible. Yeah. Like the, it's, it's really impressive. Uh, so you've seen it more recently? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I will. Say I will issue a warning yeah. with that movie that there is a very graphic rape scene. That's right. Oh, Jessica Lange. That's yeah, right. That's it, right. That's it right. is. Yeah. Uh, I was yeah. watching that with a friend shortly after it came to video, and uh, he actually, I, it did not occur to me mm-hmm. about that sequence because you know I was eighteen, mm-hmm. I think, or something like that, and he was like, "Yeah, I think I'm done with this movie." Mm-hmm. So that it's it's a very harsh rape scene in that movie. You can find the sword fights on YouTube. Yes. <laughs> yeah. real good is YouTube yep. clips yep. Yeah. of this uh, movie. Honestly, if you want to see some really well choreographed sword fights, wow. Like yeah. Rob, Roy Rob Roy is amazing. Yeah. It's it's a very well crafted movie. Yeah. It's a it's a very good movie. I just feel that warning should be that's there. That's a good warning. Right. So yeah. um okay, that's gonna wrap this episode up of We did it. We did. We did it. <laughs> Only two more to We're go. Over. We're halfway over halfway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited excited for you guys. <laughs> Me too. Um, Nicole is the most excited yeah, yeah. of all of us. Yeah. Made it through the Wednesday of Highlander. <laughs> we went over the hump. It's great. Right. Wednesday of Highlander. Um, so thank you everybody for listening. And uh, Tobin, where can people find you? On Twitter at Tobin Addington, although I'm taking a little hiatus from Twitter and needed to give myself a break. But you can listen to me on a podcast called The Contenders with my sister about movies directed by and starring women. Excellent. And it is an excellent podcast. It's a fun one. Nicole. You can find me on Twitter and all the social media at Sweeney Says, or you can listen to my podcast, the Snark Squad Pod, uh, at snarksquad.com slash pod. Excellent. Matt. Uh, you can find me everywhere everywhere on the internet at Matthew Gatos, and I think this is the first time I'm going to kind of announce it. <gasps> uh, <laughs> 
I also have a podcast coming out soon-ish. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Now you've uh, said it. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of why true. I'm saying <laughs> it is so that people will hear yeah. this and know that it, it's going to exist. Uh-huh. Uh, it's called I Love It. And more details coming soon. Excellent. I can't wait. Um, you can follow us at Real Bad Pod on Twitter. And, of course, subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. It has, this is really helpful. I also love going on and reading reviews, even negative ones. It's fine. Um, so uh, next week's going to be a little bit weird because we're going to have to record two episodes because we have a special guest coming and there's a whole bunch of stuff happening. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a big it's a big weird thing next week. But there will be episodes. So um, I'm off vacation now and I'm looking Looking forward to it, and until then, this has been Real Bad. Mm